Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Monday. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Uh, today, it is mostly a bit of mostly a bit of, of Seth Jones talk. Obviously, it came out of the weekend that he's going to be exploring free agency. He's not going to be re-signing with us, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, first of all, I've got um, Robert Leano of Lockdown Coyotes to talk about uh, one of the head coach potentials for the Blue Jackets next season. Um, It came out recently that one of the guys to interview was former Arizona Coyotes head coach Rick Tockett. So I sat down with Robbie to talk a little bit about his coaching style and if he could potentially be a fit here in Columbus. Uh, But but first, just quickly, uh, if you want more hockey news than what we've got here at Lockdown Blue Jackets, Lockdown NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. So yeah, you can find me occasionally on the Monday episode of Lockdown NHL, which is stories around the league, hosted by friend of the show, Sarah Alambato. Uh, I was on most recently talking about kind of a life after John Tortorella. So if that's something that you're interested in, then make sure you go check out Lockdown NHL. Uh, but but here I will uh, I will just jump straight into uh, my conversation with Robbie on Rick Tuckett. So as we all know, John Tortorella is uh, not going to be returning as the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, someone that I hadn't considered is as a possibility uh, is Rick Tuckett, previous uh, head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. So today I have got Robbie Leano, Leano of Lockdown Coyotes. Uh, to kind of give us a little bit of a lowdown on uh, Tockett's coaching style, how he might fit in with Columbus, things like that. So uh, I guess let's let's start off with with the the big question: what what went wrong with uh, Arizona and Tockett? Because I feel like he had some success for a little while there, and then it, it kind of all fell apart this season. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd say a lot of people were pretty optimistic about, you know, Rick Tuckett's coaching style with Arizona. Um, you know, this uh, th- this was an Arizona squad that uh, had very little talent. If you look at the roster, you're just like, they don't have any superstars, yet for some reason they were still in the running for the playoffs. So he, like, you know, I, I, that's one of the things like, I, I loved about Rick Tuckett is he would squeeze as much talent as he can about around just a group of okay guys i don't know i don't know how to wait the best way to put it um but you know he's 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 a, he's a pretty tough guy you know I'll, I'll put it that way you know he that's that's what he does yeah he kind of that's kind of the the way i've talked about john tortorella as well is um i always say that he made the team into more than the sum of their parts because it's it's a similar makeup we don't really have like prior to kind of getting line a he was the first kind of real superstar that we've had for a couple of seasons, you know, it's mostly been guys that are pretty good at their jobs, but not spectacular. And he, it's kind of that, yeah, just doing good work with a, a 
if I say subpar roster, it sounds really bad, but like we don't have a Crosby or a McDavid or a McKinnon or, you know, whoever. So it, um, yeah, it, it sounds like a, it sounds like a pretty, pretty similar, pretty similar story. Um, I do want to ask because it's something that I think a lot of people in Columbus are thinking about. Uh, Tockett's kind of the way he deals with younger players, the way he deals with development. Is that something that like is one of his particular strengths you would say, or is that something that is kind of a, a question mark? There still is a bit of a question mark on it. I'm, Cause I'm not sure if it's uh, uh, through uh, Tockett or through a lot of his assistant coaches with, with development, but a lot of guys from Tucson, as, we, as we've seen, have ended up becoming pretty solid players up, up for the Coyotes. You know, I could just name uh, Connor Garland and and uh, Christian Fisher, Christian Dvorak. A lot of them spent time in, uh, in Tucson, and they are making pretty big impacts on the Coyote squad now. Um, whether or not that is Rick Tockett's part, I can't. I I can't really you know go too much into that, but. You know, obviously he's doing obviously something with his coaching style and that staff was doing something right with development. Yeah, that's that's something that we're looking for. I think in in Columbus is someone who can um, develop our younger players and can um, can adapt to a new group of players. Because and again, like I've talked about this a little bit on on Lock on Blue Jackets before. It's I feel like Tortorella is, I don't really have any problems with him as a coach per se, but I felt like he was still kind of coaching the roster we had in 2016, which was very much like a defense at all costs. And we're going to score like two goals a game, but they're only going to score one. And it was very much kind of a defense first team. And we don't really have like a defense first team anymore. So someone like Tocket could be, could be what this, this team needs. Um, Coming up in just a minute, I've got some more of our conversation with Robbie about Rick Tockett and also a little bit of uh, Seth Jones talk starts off. Do we think that Seth Jones could be a fit in Arizona? You will have to listen to find out. First, I've got to tell you a little bit about a wealth front. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. Only 1% of day traders beat the market, so the odds aren't in your favor if you're doing it alone. Why not team up with Wealthfront instead? Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades. There's no picking stocks. There's no sitting around being glued to your phone, watching the stock market every day. You don't have to do anything. They automatically handle all of the investing based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash lockedonnhl. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Once again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash lockedonnhl. That is W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash lockedonnhl to start growing your savings and get started today. I want to talk a little bit about um, Tocket as like a, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Of like a um, a player's coach, I think, is is what a lot of people think that Columbus needs at the minute. You know, we've had a very much um, a GM's coach is, is how I would 
describe Tortorella. Um, he's very much like on the ice is what's important, not what's in the in the locker room. I don't think. Um, and I think Columbus could use a more of a um, a personable coach. I guess is that something that kind of you get from from Tucker? In some ways, yeah. I mean, like I think a lot of a, a lot of the Coyotes players end up really, you know, they they really like Tuckett in many ways. But uh, uh, I, I was looking at a actually, like I was reading an article a couple of weeks ago about a an interview that um, of uh, regarding him. Uh, and I think who was it? I think Jeremy Roenick was 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 saying that because Roenick was, you know, he played alongside Tuckett, so he knew he knew the kind of style that he was too, not just coaching. But he's like, yeah, he's a, he's the kind of guy that's gonna, you know might hurt the feelings of the younger guys in a way. So like he, he's a tougher guy, but uh, like eventually, you know, these players come around and they end up liking him. I don't like can I can't really say he whether or not he's a player's coach, but like I said, he's he is definitely tougher. He's no John Tortorella, but he's 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 a little tougher. Yeah. That's, I think very few coaches nowadays are uh are John Tortorella. He he seems to be really kind of not one of a kind. But I think he's he's one of the kind of coaches that I think is on the way out in in the NHL. I think that you're going to find very few kind of up and coming coaches like um, like Tortorella. Um, and I think just to kind of finish off, um, I want to talk a little bit about something else. Obviously, uh, I so I woke up this morning. So I'm recording this on on Sunday. I woke up this morning to discover that apparently Seth Jones is going to free agency he doesn't plan to resign with Columbus um for for the listeners I will kind of talk about this in a little bit more detail we should we we have to trade him if he knows that he's not going to be here past UFA we have to trade him so is Seth Jones the kind of player that the Coyotes could use and if so what do you think like throw a throw a trade proposal out for me uh, if if Seth Jones is the kind of the kind of player that you, you think can help the Coyotes, now I'm look, I'm trying to look at the uh, at our at our cap table and just look at uh, the kind of play personality of you know I don't even know if Seth Jones is a guy that Coyotes need if like if you take a look at the Coyotes defense right now it's like at least in my opinion I think we are pretty set you know like. With, with Ekman Larson and Chikrin and oh, those main two guys locked up for I was another that, four or um, five years. But Chikrin's August, a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone does because he's a, you know, offensive defenseman. He just a rover, yeah. Scores, scores, scores. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, defense has never been, like, has never been a problem for us. And I, I'm just trying to see if, if there'd be any case because, you got you guys have a lot of defensemen coming off the books. We have, we have a lot of defensemen, and do we want a, an extra? Was it five million? That is uh, Seth Jones. Seth Jones makes I want to say five point five or six right now, but he's some team is going to overpay for him. <laughs> so I bet around that, that around he's making less than eight. Yeah, because is what I'm expecting at a bare minimum. Because that's around the, that that. Uh, the Coyotes this last season paid for Goligoski. Uh, Jalmerson was around was around five million. Chickman's only getting four point six. So like, if we don't really have to pay for uh, pay more for a defenseman, I I wouldn't. 
So if Blue Jackets fans want to maybe learn a little bit more about Tockett's coaching style or, you know, just the Coyotes in general, because as far as I'm concerned, they seem like a pretty a pretty fun team. I have no problems with the with the Coyotes. Where can they uh, where can they find you and uh, your show? You can you can find me on uh, on Twitter at Robliano One, um, and uh, at the or uh, Locked On Coyotes, of course, anywhere you can get your podcast, and at L O underscore Coyotes, um, you will hear me rant about everything Coyotes, including uh, including the young guys. Did you, you heard me mention earlier, like Connor Garland, my favorite guy? <laughs> Connor Garland's number one fan, uh, Robbie Leone, you there, everybody. <laughs> No joke. I, I watched this guy in his first year since Tucson. So sometimes you just sometimes you just get attached to guys. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more about Seth Jones and his decision to leave and what we need to do with him, uh, among other things. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar. You know, you're, you're not new here, but if you are, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. We've done polls. We've done debates. We had a whole bracket in March to decide which Built Bar was the best Built Bar. Built Bar's got nine delicious flavors. Uh, they've got coconut, they've got cherry, they've got mint brownie, they've got double chocolate. They have all kinds of flavors, plus occasional limited time flavors. Every host here at the Lockdown Podcast Network has their favorite flavor and is super passionate about that fact. Uh, my personal favorite is mint brownie. I love that chocolate mint combination. And, you know, if you sell something to me as brownie, then I'm going to be, I'm going to be all over that. And not only is Built Bar super delicious, it is also super good for you. If you are, you know, the kind of person that goes to the gym and needs an extra kick of protein in their diet, then Built Bar is for you. If you're the kind of person that struggles to get out of bed before noon and wants to just kind of shove something in their face that will give them the nutrients they need to face the day, then Built Bar is the is the bar for you as well. And best of all, if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So, I talked about it a little bit earlier with Robbie. Seth Jones has informed the Blue Jackets, uh, apparently, that he is going to free agency. Uh, He's going to test the free agency market next season. He doesn't plan on extending his contract with us. Um, which I think is something a lot of Blue Jackets fans have been worried about for some time now. Um, and I kind of, I've been thinking a lot about it since, since I found out. Um, I woke up at like 5am yesterday for some reason, uh, checked Twitter and everything was like, oh, Seth Jones is leaving. I was like, okay, fine. I guess, I guess I will deal with this. I'm annoyed because we just got done dealing with this with Dubois. Um, slightly different circumstances, obviously, but it's the same. Like, why can't Columbus keep their good young players? Um, and like, on the one hand, I'm disappointed that that Jones is leaving. I think he's been really consistent for us. I think he's one of our best defensemen. Um, and I feel like with him gone, the team is going to take a big step backwards in terms of being competitive next season. Um, because here's the thing. You have an entire year with which to trade him. And I know Kekalainen was happy to go into next season with him not signed, but John Davidson is back. Apparently that has changed. And honestly, Davidson is right. If you know that he is not going to be here next summer, you trade him now. 
because you don't want him on the team maybe getting injured, playing badly, tanking his trade uh, tank, tanking his trade value even more than it has already been tanked by him announcing that he wants to leave. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. But, like, here's the thing. I'm not going to, like, cry and moan and whine about Seth Jones leaving. I'm not going to... I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm, I've done it for countless plays before. I'm over it. If he doesn't want to be here, then I don't want him to be here. And if he doesn't want to be here, then get rid of him. He goes this summer. I don't want him on the team next season. I don't... Th- I think, again, he will... I, you know, I think he'll be a professional about it for the most part next season. If he is still here next season, I think he will play the best game he can play. Um, But I also, I don't think, I don't know, it's, it bothers me a lot because he is the guy that we were trying to build the team around. And again, he's just kind of walking away and he has that right. You know, I've, I've talked a lot about how I think that NHL players should have more agency than they do. They should have, they should be able to choose where they want to play. Like, I'm not going to begrudge him that. Um, I don't know what he's going to get in another team that he's not going to get here. I don't know whether, and it can't even be like that that Yamakaklainen is lowballing him with an offer because they can't even start, they can't even he can't even be signed to an extension until at least July. So I don't I don't know what's going on. I know that I'm tired of the same narrative. I know that this is gonna bring up just countless more well, what's wrong with Columbus? Why does everyone hate Columbus? And like I'd like to think that this will stop the narrative of like, oh well it's the head coach. But now it's just gonna be like, well what what is the other reason? Why can't Columbus keep hold of its star players? Um and I just, I, I, there's only so many times I can have this, have this debate, and I talked to Alison Lucan about it a little bit when, um, I interviewed her a couple of weeks ago about, you know, how can the team make players feel valued, and how can the team make players feel like they want to stay, and again, I think this is not a, it is not a head coach thing, I don't think it's a GM thing, I don't think it's a specific City of Columbus thing. I think it is a an organizational problem that for whatever reason the team just either doesn't know how to make its players feel valued or doesn't care and so when the players like well I'm not happy here they're like okay well we don't really know how to fix that but it's it's frustrating it's the same thing that we're going to see with Sakrensky next season as well I suspect and it's just until something changes, then it's just gonna, it's just gonna keep happening, and I don't know what that thing is, um, and it's frustrating, and so, yeah, I, Trey Jones, I'd get him off the team, if he doesn't want to be here, then he doesn't want to be here, you know, I don't blame him, um, but what does annoy me is the fact that now everybody knows um, and I was talking about this in my locker room last night with Rachel of the Locked on Flyers podcast. His trade value is rock bottom right now because teams know that he doesn't want to be here. And so they don't have to offer us anything. 
they can just be like, oh, well, we'll just wait a season and we'll pick him up in free agency. You know, it's... I, like, I get that they might not want to run the risk of losing him to a different team if you're, you know, say, if you're Edmonton and you want to pick up Seth Jones, then I can see why they might not want to risk him going to free agency and signing with, say, Philadelphia. But good luck getting anything close to what he's worth now because teams know that he wants out. And so why would they pay, you know, a first round pick and a prospect and something else? For a guy that they know they can just call up in a year's time and be like, hey, why don't you come play for us now instead of, you know, trading uh, trading a bunch of stuff for a player that they can just pick up for free in, in a year's time. So, and again, I don't blame Seth Jones for this. I don't necessarily blame the organization. And again, like it's the reporter's jobs to report on things that they hear. But it is extremely frustrating that this kind of thing seems to keep coming out of this player doesn't want to be here. And then that turns into this vicious cycle of, well, now teams aren't going to give anything for him or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this will turn out. Maybe it'll all turn out OK. Maybe we'll we'll pick up some good pieces in the trade, maybe we'll, you know, knock on wood, maybe we'll win first overall on Wednesday, and, you know, we can draft Owen Power, and that'll speed up the the line, but right now, I don't know what this team is going to look like next season, I don't know if we're going to be a competitive team next season, and I wonder if this is kind of, we talked a lot kind of halfway through the season, of is this a team that needs to blow it up and rebuild, and I still don't, I still think the answer to that is no, but I think we're further away from contending for a Stanley Cup than we were, you know, two weeks ago. And I don't like that. Um, so we'll we'll see, I guess. Um, and I think that's all the time I have for today. Uh, tomorrow we are going to check in around the league with the second round of the playoffs. We'll look at which ex-Blue Jackets are still in the running, which ones are performing well, who got eliminated. Uh, we might take a quick look at who's doing well in the World Championships uh, because they, the preliminary rounds finish tomorrow, I believe. So we have a mostly complete picture of what the, the knockout stages are going to look like. So we'll, we'll take a look in at that. Uh, we might do some draft preview. The draft lottery is on Wednesday, so hopefully we'll get something something good there. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at jaythegoalie. You can follow this podcast at lo underscore bluejackets and anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, I know the Apple app is uh, acting up a little bit again, so uh, we've been told if you unsubscribe and resubscribe, things should start working okay. Um, but if not, then we are on Spotify, we are on Odyssey, we are on all kinds of podcast apps. Uh, and if you have comments, questions, criticisms, I'm going to do a mailbag later this week, I think. Uh, so you can email your questions for that to lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>